0: Well, hallelujah, praise God for all of you who are on. We're just praising God tonight, and I just want to welcome you to Relationship Game Changers, the call. If you're here tonight, I know that you are a relationship game changer, and wherever you are, whoever you're in relationship with, you can make a difference because you are a game changer. When you know Jesus, you are a game changer. So I just thank you for joining us, whether it's your first time or you've been on for a long time. I want you to know you're welcome here, and we love you. And um, I want you to know Kim is doing well. She's writing, and God is just downloading um, new revelation to her. So we just thank God for that and just for all your prayers. It was such a joy to share with you last week and um, we have a treat tonight our very own Patsy will be sharing with us and she is a prayer warrior and intercessor she also serves um, politically and just is such a support to the body of Christ so Patsy I welcome you and we are so excited to hear what God is going to share through you just take your liberty And you might need to start six.
1: Can you hear me now? Yes, I can okay. hear you now. Just right ahead. Okay, sorry, I was still muted. Well, praise God. Um, first of all, I truly want to thank Kim for the trust that she gives us on this line. Um, you know, I, I just, I am so thankful and appreciative, and I thank you for asking me, uh, Amy, uh, and, you know, I, I guess it's not too surprising because I, um, I was just finishing up a book uh, that Kim wrote that I had been reading. And so, of course, when you would ask me, I thought, ah, okay, how timely this is. And, you know, and I remember asking, you know, well, is it on any particular thing or any topic? And I remember you said, um, you know, just you know, take your liberty about just about relationship game changers, you know. So praise God. What I'm going to do tonight, I don't know that it would be so much of a teaching per se, but it will be what my takeaways have been and what uh, some of the things that the Lord has taken me through and uh, things that jumped out at me in her book. Uh, And the book that I'm referring to is um, uh, Face It With Love, A Guide to Conquering Fear. Now, I don't know if um, you have had the chance to read it, but it is very good. It is very, very good. And along with some of the things that I will be highlighting, uh, I want to also kind of um, tie it together with the messages and teachings that she's been uh, sharing with us, talking about the healing of our soul, our humanity, our vulnerability, and all of that is significant and comes into play. And... So um, with that being said, I'm going to share a few things about, you know, personal things about myself, and I will share them only because, not to give a sad story, but to say, you know, and we all have a story, but it helps give us a background of where we're coming from and why sometimes it may take a longer process for some people um, in what, the work and what God is trying to do in each person's uh, heart, in each person's life, and um, and sometimes the things that hinder it. And certainly we know that um, Kim has talked quite a bit about fear, and we know that uh, as we have learned, and I've been corrected, as perhaps many of you have, we were always taught, or I was always taught, that um, um uh fear is the opposite of faith and that's not true and it's scripturally we know that love is the opposite of fear as a matter of fact it's love that um it's love that can defeat fear and so um so it's all been good, and I just I thank God for what, what the Lord, you know, uh, put in Kim, and I'm looking with great expectation of what she's going to be bringing forth in this new book. Um, so, with all of that being said, um, one of the things that she states in her book is um, she makes a statement that in everything that we do or we want, or we, that we want to achieve, it's going to take relationships. And then she goes on to say that um, we will not conquer fear without developing love, and it's in community that we can grow and mature. And so, you know, that's just one of the things that I'm going to kind of highlight. (laughs) And it's... um, I'm sorry. Um, I was gonna. I lost my train of thought. Uh, one of the things that she had brought up in the book that really dropped, uh, got my attention is she says that everything that we do, um, we may know to do everything that's right, and know the right timing of everything, but we may not get the the kind of results that we expect by doing everything correctly, uh, even when it means that we're following instructions from the Lord. And she makes a a statement that is simple but yet profound. And that statement is that the results belong to God. And, you know, that's something that I think uh, can be a process for us to really receive and let that resonate with us because um, we only have to look at what has been happening in, in the nation You know, we did as believers, as intercessors, we did everything that we thought we were to do. That was to pray, to fast, to declare, to decree, to agree with the prophetic word that the Lord had given his prophets. And we, you know, we were confident that we were going to see the results in an expected time uh, and at a certain date, in fact. And it didn't happen. And it's not that we did anything wrong. But we have to remember that God's ways are not our ways. His, thought, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And if what the statement is, we know the statement is true, that the results belong to the Lord. And with that being said, it's up to God how he chooses to move and when he chooses to move, whether it's in our personal lives or with, whether it's in our nation uh, or what have you. You know, and it's interesting that the greatest commandment is to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and to love others as ourselves. Yet that's the one thing, the one element that the church has been greatly deficient of. You know, uh, most of us can probably, um, most of us probably have a story, whether it's happened directly to us or whether we know someone in church that it's happened to, and that is where the church Uh, church leadership or just church people were unkind to us or just downright cruel. And I certainly have experienced it myself. I mean, trust me, I have really experienced it for myself. Uh, And sadly, not just in one church, but in several churches. Uh, And I'll go so far to say that in one particular church, now this was in Germany, uh, I mean, Things were really happening in the leadership in and with the pastor and uh, that were was not right. And in trying to address it, I was the one that got ostracized. And um, long story short, I will just say, uh, not only did the pastor uh, disrespect and basically discount his wife, who was an elder, he, he got together with someone on the praise team uh, needless to say, the marriage broke up, the church broke up, and no longer exists. But I was the one that was um, ridiculed, and I was the one that was ostracized and said that I was stirring up trouble and, you know, the old thing, um, praying witchcraft prayers, etc., etc. So even when you try to do the right thing by addressing things, even in leadership in a church, you might be doing the right thing, but you may not necessarily get the results that you're hoping for or that you think should happen. And that certainly was a clear example of that. So we know that, that, is a, that the church is anemic. It's deficient in love. And that's what we are seeking and what we need. We need to be filled with God's love. You know, I don't know if you've ever prayed this, uh, perhaps you have. Uh, it comes from Psalms 139:23, and it says, "Search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts." Perhaps the Lord is testing each one of us right now, and He's using relationships to reveal some of the things that's in us, And I truly can attest and must confess. That here in this last year, I learned some things about myself that I was a bit surprised. Um, uh, It's not pretty. And um, the truth be told, they were there all along. But it took a different kind of community for those things to emerge. You know, Kim talks about different communities. You have your community, whether you have community in your family, community on your job, community at your church. And in this particular instance that I'm about to tell you and share with you was the community of being engaged in the arena of government. And what I mean by that is that, uh, as some of you may know, um, last year, i was uh, I came to know a person. Um, I'll just refer him by the name of Joe, um, who was running for state senator in my area. Um, and actually, through a series of things that the Lord showed me and revealed to me, even from the very first night that I met this individual, um, I knew he was going to be running as a candidate the lord even gave me a dream the very first night i met him well fast forward um over a little bit of time getting to know him um he had asked me to become part of his campaign team and i had never done anything like this and and i certainly did inquire of the lord and he gave me a release to do so and so uh i began to um to work tirelessly, you know, in his campaign, and sadly, there were not very many people that wanted to um, to volunteer. And I think, I think, just about in every uh, every organization, whether it be church work or what have you, getting volunteers can be a tough, you know, a tough uh, job. And uh, of course, it didn't help because of COVID. Uh, A lot of people didn't want to be out and about or be, you know, do anything else other than what they could do in the confines of their own home. And we, you know, understandably so, um, you know, respect people where they're at. Long story short, um, so we were engaging, you know, doing what we could do. Um, Then he um, asked another person that I know, a very nice lady she 's a retired school teacher. He had asked her to become part of his, his team as well, so primarily it was her and I that were in all honesty was was carrying the weight of a lot of the work. um But what I began to see happen was that he began to call upon her and began to um, start leaning more so on her and um uh, you know, asking her questions and getting her input. And not that he wouldn't from me, but he started leaning more towards her. You know, and then I thought, well, it makes sense. You know, she's a school teacher, she's maybe more abreast about certain things. And, um, but what also started to emerge was my irritation about it. And I went so far to get sometimes even snippy about things. And and I'm being very very transparent. I'm being very open with you. Um, I certainly don't um, uh, you know. I certainly know it was wrong. But I'm exp- I'm sharing this with you because God's taken me through a process. It's part of being vulnerable. It's part of being showing my humanity on display. And so um I began to be snippy at times and I would go back and I would apologize you know and 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 try to make things right but it didn't take away from the fact that I would do it again and I was I, I was angry at myself and I didn't like what was happening I didn't like what I was doing but yet I found myself in this place um and, of course, there were other factors. It didn't help that some of the people that we came across could be very rude as well. But um, but the main point I wanted you to see was the fact that there was no reason, there was no cause for me to be uh, irritated. And what it really was, was jealousy. Uh, I guess you could say it was jealousy. Initially, you could say that. But what the real culprit was, It was fear. And what was the fear about? Well, the fear was about my inadequacies. The fear was about my lack of education, not having a higher education. My fear was about, um, you know, uh, just, um, just all of my deficiencies. And my fear was the love of God. Because if if I am a child of God, where was the love being displayed to both of these people that claim to be believers? So, I was at fault. I was wrong. And I was in this little vicious circle that I kept repeating and I hated it. Well, anyway... After the elections were over, uh, and and let me just also interject this. At the same time, there's things that were going on at home. My husband has been out of work for a a good year now. Uh, An incident happened on his job. Uh, His supervisor uh, accused my husband of actually threatening him. There was charges placed against my husband. And so he's been out of work Um, the whole... uh, The whole situation has been pending, Um, and thank God. I thank God for his mercy. He's been paid in the interim time, and I know that that is just the blessing of the Lord, and I continue to pray about it. So there's been a whole lot of things that's been going on at home as well. Um, So after the elections were over, and I just I found it, difficult to pray, I found it difficult to read, I was just, I felt a mess and I was crying out to the Lord and I said, Lord, I can't I, I don't like where I'm at, I don't like what I'm doing, I don't like what I'm feeling, I hate it and I would cry out days in a row and I wouldn't hear anything um, didn't hear anything but I also know that I had a dear friend of mine who knew uh, who I had shared all this with, and she'd been praying for me. And so I'm so thankful for true prayer warriors and intercessors who will, um, who will see you through situations. So um, what happened was not so much that I heard, It wasn't so much that I heard the Lord speak to me, but it was, um, I want to look at the scripture that that I wanted to make reference to. Um, It was out of Psalms 139.24. And the scripture says, See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So though the Lord wasn't speaking audibly or you know speaking directly to my heart and this scripture didn't necessarily come right away but the 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 awesome thing is that it came whether it came right away or not and what the lord was allowing me to see was myself that scripture says see if there's any offensive way in me and i saw that there was an offensive way in me And so, of course, I cried out, I repented, and, you know, I just, I said, Lord, help me through this, help me through this. And so what I've discovered is that some of those things that may be dormant or things that we may not necessarily uh, consciously recognize or see that's within us, it will come out if we're given... A certain situation or put in a certain community, if you will. So, and that's what happened with me. Um, you know, the interesting thing is that even after the elections were over, uh, Joe would call out to me, and he still does, and he plans on running in 2022, and he's fired up to have me and this other uh, very nice lady be vital. Components of that campaign, and I told him, you know, you don't know uh, where, what, uh, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be in two years, and we may be moving to Southern Delaware, and you know, and that, you know, by the end of this year, I don't really know. I wanted to encourage him, but I didn't really want to include myself in the mix, in part because it's true. I don't know if we may be moving to Southern Delaware later in the year. That that is a true fact. But I also had resolved in my own mind that I was done with this. I wasn't going to be doing this kind of thing again. So, um, again, not that I was hearing the Lord say anything, but I know because of my friends' prayers and I was crying out, asking the Lord to help me through this process, little by little I began to start picking up the word again and start praying. Um and I started uh, pressing through, declaring the word of God. And I'm seeing myself pick back up. And and I know I'm back on track again. There's still more persevering. There's still more um, pressing into, but that's okay. We're all pressing at something, towards something forward. And what was interesting is that not long ago, maybe about a week or two ago, I felt in my spirit that the Lord was saying, don't think that this is, don't think, let me see, don't think your time is necessarily over. Um, And what it, you know, and I thought, okay, now I don't know. He didn't give me any more, more than that. I don't know if it's specifically with Joe again. I don't know if it's with someone else. But the point of it is, is that because I began to cry out and because I had a faithful friend that was also praying with me, um, I was able to begin to, there's like, you know, a a, a glimmer, glimmers beginning to flicker again um, of of me coming out of this this stupor or whatever you want to call it. Um, So... We know that there's a lot of things that happen in our life that can cause deep wounds. And we know that Kim has talked about our soul, the healing of our soul, and that is greatly needed. And I can just tell you that many things happen in the course of my life that um, has wounded my soul deeply. Um, as a very young child, um, I went into my first foster home at around the age of four or five. My mother, most of my life, suffered mental breakdowns. And for the most part, my father was never at home. Um, and so uh, the first time, I think I was around four or five years old, I went into a foster home they had to be children of their own, and I never understood why they wanted more children. But unfortunately, there um, I was sexually and physically abused. Uh, just as a example, for correction, the mother would burn my hands over fire, and um, her children are the ones that sexually abused me. They would taunt me and tell me if I said anything that they would burn me, and to give me a taste, they held me down and took a lamp shade off of a lamp, and they burned my legs. And they would always tell me that the devils, the devils after me, the devils after me. And I just would uh, just um, cause fear in me. And uh, and ironically, yet the mother would have me kneel on the kitchen floor for hours, praying. And I would be, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't hardly stand it. Maybe it was only for an hour. It seemed like hours um and and it was just it was crazy other homes that i stayed with um abuse was there as well um verbal abuse and physical abuse i stayed with an aunt of mine who was also verbally and physically um cruel um and so all of these things where i should have had the reinforcement of love Uh, was not there. But, you know, my story isn't so different than probably a lot of yours. You know, and even sharing that, you know, I think of what the kids nowadays go through, our youth, the kinds of things that they're subjected to. You know, my little story seems pale in comparison, but the point of it is God hears our cries. He sees all of the, the things that are being done to us, and he wants to heal the inner Uh, our inner soul, he wants to heal it, and he wants to deliver us, and he wants to flood us with his love. That love would cover a multitude of fault. That love would cover a multitude of sin. That love would cover all the hurt. That love is greater than any pain. That love is greater than anything that the enemy can unleash upon us. So praise God. And even in my first marriage, it was um, not very good. Um, uh, (laughs) So um, I'll I'll spare you all of the details, but I married very young, and uh, we were married about nine years. Um, My husband um, was uh, unfaithful, and uh, so uh, I was unfaithful. Uh, of course, two wrongs don't make a right. But then I met and married my current husband. And I will tell you that it has been a very difficult road. Um, I was not a believer. And even though he received the Lord at an early age, he was not walking in his salvation. Um, enter in my marriage, I realized that there was a lot of strongholds, a lot of um, addictions, and it has been um, it has been something I have been praying through for many years uh, after becoming a believer. And thankfully, one of the things that he was addicted to was alcohol, and I thank, can thank God for that for about the last. Year and a half, he has not been drinking alcohol, so I thank God for that. There's still, um, still yet, uh, much that I'd love to see happen in his life. And like many people who are praying for their loved ones, especially if you have a husband you've been praying for, you know, you are praying. You you may have gone through the cycle of praying to the Lord to change him. And, of course, we know that the change isn't with the other person, the change is with, with with us, the change is with me. And so even as I know this, what Kim has been able to do through her teachings and through the book uh, is bringing things to the surface and, and helping us to go through this process, help us to, um, she's kind of giving us the tools and the know-how in in um, navigating through having our, uh, allowing God to heal our souls. And I guess the biggest factor for me has been uh, we want to be, uh, totally honest before the Lord and to be totally honest before the Lord I had to realize that there's still things in me and although I've, I've known it it's one thing to know a thing it's one thing to really um, really hit you in your heart in your gut if you will and um you know, I, I can recall many, many times. There was a season where I would always pray uh, out of First Corinthians 13, and I would insert my name in it. You know, and of course, we know that's the love chapter. Well, I would say it, I would make it a prayer, but it didn't seem like. It didn't seem like I was really walking in the kind of love yes i could do it for a minute and you know you can you can uh, you can go through the motions you can kind of fake it but the true genuine love of god it's different it really is um you know when That scripture tells you in Corinthians that love is not touchy and love is not irritable and love, you know, that's a process. And it can be achieved, but it's only, I think, after we have been full of God's love, we understand how richly we are loved and how he has covered us and all of our shortcomings, and we can do nothing but do likewise. And so one of the things that Kim brought out in her book was she talks about um, we often try um, to do rather than to be. Um, We try to walk in love instead of be love. And one of the things that she conveys in her book that I want to start incorporating in my own life, there was a prayer that she began to incorporate in her life, um, in a season in her life. And I want to follow that pattern. And it, it basically is just praying that you want to receive and you want to receive that same love of Jesus Christ in yourself. You want it manifested in you. And you wait upon him in however he wants to bring that about. And, you know, and there's all sorts of things that we do. We, we, we pray prayers. We, we speak scripture. We make declarations. And, and we soak in, in worship. And all of that is good. Um. I'm at a point where I think I have to confess that a lot of what I was what I was praying, a lot of what I was speaking out of my mouth, was what um, Brother Hagen used to speak about—mental assent. He used to speak about how um, you uh, you can agree with the Word of God and say you understand it, you agree with it, but you really haven't embraced it in your heart because, as he would often say, you have to receive it, you have have to believe it, you have to receive it, and you have to act upon it. Well, it's the same thing with this love. I believe it, but I have not received it. So there's been the disconnect there. And I think the thing that has been a hindrance for me, um, it's 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 been fear. Um, and not that there's anything to be fearful of the Lord, certainly not. But it means, again, being vulnerable. When you've been hurt, and the people that are supposed to love you, you're supposed to trust. And when you did... Repeatedly, that trust was crushed. It can take a while for some of us. Thank God for those that have um, received it instantaneously. Thank God for those that have received suddenly. Glory be to God. For others of us, it's a process. Trust me, I wished it were a quicker process. But I'm encouraged because. I am beginning to see the light uh, in the tunnel. It's difficult uh, even with some of the things that I face even here at home in with my husband. Um, as a, Again, as I said, there's still things, strongholds that uh, uh, are there. But one of the things that was really, that stood out again in Kim's book, We do all that we know to do, but the results are up to the Lord. And one of my frustrations in praying and making decrees is because I had expectations of seeing something happen. And I'm saying, Lord, why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't this happened? And, uh, you know, and, and it's the same thing that we... Uh, as a nation that we did um, uh, with the Lord. Why didn't this happen, Lord? We did everything we knew to do, and we thought that we would um, see a different result. And we saw that your righteousness would surely still prevail, and it still will. It just may not come about in the timing and in the way and in the manner that we had perceived And so it is with even my husband. I have to resign myself. No, I take that back. I choose to resign to the fact that whatever happens in my husband's life, that's between him and God. My part is to love him. My part is to intercede and to be a blessing and to to do whatever else the Lord instructs me to do. And certainly it's to cover him in prayer. Will I actually see X, Y, and Z happen? I don't know. But the results are the Lord's. And that is the thing that I think that we can take away and that we should always remember about any given situation or every, every any given thing is that it's not up to us. We do whatever the Lord instructs us to do. And when we release it, and that's the other thing, is releasing it. Because so many times, and much of the time, we hold on to it. You know, the scripture tells us that we're supposed to cast our cares, cast our cares. And we truly cast our care. We don't fret about it. You know, it's like a parent. It's like a child, I should say, or a, a, a son or a daughter with their parents. You know, uh, a parent can tell uh, a child, or there's, you know, hey, uh, you don't worry. Uh, you know, uh, I've got your, you know, I'm I'm taking care of your your graduation. I'm taking care of, you know, all the costs for your um, for your senior book for for this for that. Don't worry about it. You know. Um, And uh, and that child doesn't worry. That child is like, I trust, I know, mom and dad's going to take care of this. They said it; it's a done deal. I'm not. What am I going to have sleepless nights over about it? And why am I going to? And it may seem like a simple analogy, but it's the truth. We're his children, and so why are we fretting about when he tells us to cast his? Cast our cares upon Him, and that can be. A, and and I, I'm not going to say that um, it'll come easy. For me, it, it, it's it's it may take a, a process. Yet, um, I, you know, I know that there's been times when I've cast the care and I've picked it right back up again. So, but even with some of the things I have repeatedly done. I'm going to focus, I choose to focus on where God is going to be taking me and not focusing. And this is another thing that I I love that Kim brought out. She says, we spend so much time about the past. She said, we we, we don't live in the now. We spend so much time about our past or what happened then or, or what's ahead that we don't live in the now. And then I was reminded of what I think it's Matthew 6 that tells us um, not to worry about uh, what we eat or drink or the clothes that we wear. And and the scripture tells us that um, tomorrow has enough concerns for tomorrow. You know, basically just look at today. And that's really uh, what we're to do. We're to live in today. And, we look at what eleven Rome, uh I'm sorry, what Hebrews uh eleven one tells us. Now faith. So when we pray it's now. And so as I get ready to wrap this up, I just wanted to say that it was uh, a blessing to to um uh, to digest the the beautiful uh, experiences, um, even though they were painful, they were beautiful because others can learn from it like I am yet learning. And I praise God for all of these teachings, all of these rich um, messages that she's brought to us. And coupled together, they're helping us rise above She's helping us in the process of allowing God to heal our souls, allowing God to um, fill us with his love, helping to show us how it's done, giving us some examples. And you know what? I praise God. And, you know, regardless of what I've been through or what... um, Whatever life brings, I want to be like the apostle. In whatever circumstance, I give thanks and I give praise. And he is worthy. He is excellent. He knows exactly where we are and what we need. And I'm grateful to Kim I'm grateful to Almighty God, how he uses her. I'm grateful to every person God has put in my life, even those that have been a challenge, even those that have been difficult and have even caused pain because it's teaching me how to overcome it and how the love of God is mightier, stronger, stronger than anything that the enemy can throw our way. So with that being said, I give God all the praise and all the glory, and I thank you, Kim and Amy, for allowing me this time to share. Praise God.
0: Oh, Patsy, thank you so much. My goodness, I'm honored to hear your story. Um, I could just hear your faith. and and hope and love just all three elements and you are truly a carrier of the new wine you know just truly authentic just in sharing real examples your testimony is beautiful and oh just so beautiful I took notes just how you are able to apply you know where you were at even when you were sharing about not really knowing, feeling a little bit numb and not knowing which direction to go and that you had a friend praying you through that. You know, just that is so important and um, in those moments that are hard to define and sometimes I think not everyone shares those moments. So for you to be able to share that and that we can relate, you know, we can relate And and see the hope and the focus. You know, you you said you've maintained focus and living in in today. And, yes, letting go of the outcomes, um, knowing that (laughs) I I hear you. I, I can connect with that, you know, knowing that God's outcomes are up to him. And it's for us to just cling to him. So I, my goodness, this was so good to hear your testimony
1: and... Thank you, thank you, Amy. And you know, uh, the thing about it is that it's important; it really is. Um, and and I wanted to say this um, to the group. Um, you know, it's a beautiful testament, uh, and I think I, I had sent you a text about this, Amy, um, when Lynn her a couple of weeks ago when her last time being with us. Um, she sent me a text, and she said, you know, I have never been in a group where I have felt so much love. And that is a testament to what Kim was talking about, even with what all she went through and her prayer. And I'm going to start incorporating that prayer in my life. And she, she went on to say that she didn't see immediate results um, like she might have thought, but it did come um and in a slightly different manner. And it's important to be around people that affirm you, that appreciate you. Um and this group uh certainly is it you you feel the love of, of the other people that are on this call and it is a testament to what God has put in Kim and what she's what she's releasing out to others. And so I thank God. This has been really a lifeline in, in many, many ways. And so I just praise God for it.
0: Oh, thank you, Patsy. I, I agree with you. God has put us together. And, you know, it's such an honor that we can love one another and truly just know that it's God doing a work in us, through us, and together, connecting us, even though we're all over the country and in different places, different ages, you know, different generations, um, different states, yes, that you're right. You know, God has given him um, this message of love that, that's so needed. You know, it's his message. And you're right. This, this is the foundation. It's his love. It's him. And I just really honor you and cherish you and see see Jesus in you and just really thank you for sharing your life with us we don't take it lightly i know not just me but all of us on the line you know don't take it lightly that you've shared um your life with us and and we love you and i just thank you for coming on and sharing it it's just refreshing to, to see a grounded testimony, you know, to see your testimony um, just throughout your life and that we can just cling to the Lord through it all. And that he really does put us in, like you said, communities where things come to the surface. So I just thank you for sharing with us, Patsy. We love you so much. I know I speak for Kim. She loves you so much too. And, I just want to say to you and to everyone, thank you for coming on. We love you and and that is our desire here that we could just all change and be the loving image of Jesus Christ to the world. And thank you, Patsy. We're going to have that was an awesome testimony, and we'll have it up on the podcast um, tomorrow morning, and I want to give you the um, playback number um, in case you want to play it back or share it. So if you have your pins, the replay number is 605-475-4980. And the access code is 341000 Pound. And the reference number is 140. So just on behalf of Kim and myself and Patsy, we love you. And we will see you, God willing, next week. Be blessed.